You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as hell with Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. What an absolute jam. Welcome back to season two of the Engine Breaking Podcast. We've made it to Unlucky Episode 13. Uh, my name is Blake, a.k.a. Break, and this is Walter White, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. Mm. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you would understand exactly what I'm talking about. How are we doing, man? I'm good. I was too tight to pay for a haircut, so I had a cigarette and shaved my head in the garden at the same time. <laughs> that sounds good. And then um, my family disowned me. That's good. Well, at least you didn't shave your beard again. That's no, that's, that's not done a little bit of work. That's, that's not done a bit of work. That's coming back nicely, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some got some good growth going. Maybe by the time I turn thirty eight next year, I'll be able to uh, grow a beard mm. properly. What do you think? Mm, we'll see. Okay, okay. Well, we we kind of bailed out on our final Christmas episode because life life came at us pretty quick. You you were unwell. Yeah, Not- so I got the weird thing that was going around about Christmas time in the UK, which was like COVID, but not COVID. But I'm cool. almost certain it was COVID. So yeah. everyone in the house got it. And I did, we still got some tests. So I tested our, like, everyone in the house and it was all negative. Yeah. But it's a conspiracy, I tell you. Mm. Um, and then when I felt well, you decided to go home to Texas and catch yeah. COVID for the bands. Yeah. So I caught COVID, uh, gave it to my parents and spent the entire Christmas break at my parents' house in the house. And until I tested negative, uh, and then I got like one or two days after testing negative, I was there for a while and I got to go home and finally see my brother and his wife again. So <sighs> the old Texas flu, that's the one, but you know what we, uh, we had, we got through 12 episodes last season. We started quite late in the year. Um, and this is episode 13. We're starting mm-hmm. engine breaking podcast season two, and we are going to be the most fraudulent, most terrible Formula One podcast on the internet. Yep. Brought to you by two former Formula One engineers. And we're so far away from the sport now. We're completely <laughs> clueless and nobody should bet on anything we say. But there's no other podcasts out there anyway. Everybody else is just winging it. So, so are we. And we're yeah, going to have a great we were, time this season. We were shit when we were employed by Red Bull. Yeah, so fine. what difference does it we're make? We're out. We're out. We're out, in the, uh, we're out in the wide, wide world of... Uh, fraudulence now so that's it what else what else we got on the intro we got we had a couple of uh pretty sad things happen over the the, the break i remember waking up one morning to the news of ken block passing and that was that was pretty terrible so Mm, that was wild that That was dude and i was just like the like that weekend before that i was just watching i was going through all the 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 jim connor and hoonigan stuff and i was thinking what a freaking awesome dude yeah and then it's just like, what? I think it just goes to show you, uh, life's short and it comes at you fast, man. It is. Make the, most of, make the most of it. I think anyone that's probably around our age that stuck um, a loud baked bean can exhaust on their car mm. was somehow inspired in some way or fashioned by Ken Block. So, uh, big absolutely. Up, big up, Ken. Um, yeah. Yep. Pick yourself in peace, up. man. Yep. But. There we go. So, but um, I thought, yeah, that was, I thought that needed a little bit of a mention. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's get in. Let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. What do we got? 
this 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 one's funny. They, Ferrari are already banned. Ferrari are already banned. What happened, dude? Yeah. So let's, let's catch this. Catch this. This this I think went a little bit under the radar, and I'll preface this by saying I've not seen this like in any major publications. So we'll, we'll go with a little bit grain of salt on this one. Okay. So with fully fraudulent, this is yeah, this yeah, could this be completely is a fully, bullshit. This could be fully fraudulent news, but there was a engine regulations meeting in December and it had Audi and all the regular players there. Uh, but Ferrari were banned from going to it because they have not signed up to the 2026 rule cycle because <laughs> they're still crying about Red Bull powertrains being treated as a new supplier, having had access to Honda's intellectual property. So mm. uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. But hilarious. Oh and if anyone's hilarious. Get, yeah, if anyone's gonna get banned from an engine meeting, having it be Ferrari is frankly hilarious given this. We've status. gotta see if that's true because that that completely like would not surprise me at all. Um but I mean they got away with the fuel flow meter. Come on. They're like, yeah. oh wait, you guys are gonna start building your own engines. It's not like they're anyway. Anyway, yeah. all, so, all the, that's pure shithousery. I love it. Uh, yeah, that, that did make me chuckle. That's pretty good. So we've had over the last season, there was, you know, at the end of 2021, everything hit the fan, right? It, it was, it was bad. It was bad. It was fraudulent. Um, and then MBS confirms there is a process underway f- with, for new race directors in formula one after this season, you know, we thought we were going to get a better set of race direction by having multiple race directors, but it was kind of crap. It was inconsistent. It was not clear. Um, and then even Mr. MBS tried to throw the teams under the bus at the FIA prize giving when he was Jesus. interviewing. How many how many tequilas has he had? I think Checo sent him a bottle of tequila for Christmas as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was very merry. <laughs> uh, oh, so what's what's the deal with that? What's the deal with that? Oh right. <clears throat> I mean, what, what do we you got? Like we, serious because I'm clearing my throat. <clears throat> okay, all right, go on, pick it up. So uh, we had, obviously, our Lord and Saviour, Michael Massey. Uh, RIP, In 2021, yep. Yeah. Uh, doing he, God's work out there. Yeah, he was, he was doing all he could to make sure we earned our bonus. Um, He then got the boot or left, whatever. Um, And then we were given two race directors for 2022. So that's 100% increase in race direction. Yeah, it was determined that, hey, you need two people. So they were like, okay, great. Uh, so we got two people. And they were, uh, who was it? It was, uh, ne- is it Niels Wittich? And I've forgotten the other guy already. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, Wittich had uh, got booted out after the Japanese Grand Prix because of that whole oh. Pierre Gasly and the safety tractor thing. Oh yeah, where they didn't tell anybody that there were a whole load of heavy machinery slowly moving on the track yep. through zero visibility. Yep. Gasman's out there on a red flag and he hoons it past them as well. And instead of like acknowledging that they fucked up, they tried to throw Gasly under the radar and be like, just like, no, it was Gasly's fault. Gasly's driving. Yeah, Gasly probably shouldn't have been doing that. But anyway. Yeah. And then um at the US Grand Prix, uh the um Wittich got uh basically told off because uh, he was the one apparently that told Haas that they could protest Alpine even though the 30-minute deadline had come and gone. 
but you got to know the rules, right? Yeah. Is there, is there something about race directors not knowing the rules? Yep. Uh, so that meant that Fernando being hit with a 30 second penalty, Alpine contested it. They won the contest, basically, the pair of them. What a joke. So we went from one to two, back to one mid season. And now MBS is saying, oh, we're going to go for uh, two race directors again. And he's Good. said in his statement that no one is safe in their current position. So we might have two completely new directors. Wow. Well, like, is he safe in his position? Aye, aye, aye. He's, he's, got, he's got some... Let's, let's, which brings us nicely into our next one. Is MBS even safe? Because this dude's this dude's on one, I think. But yeah, well, I'm not sure what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say because the FIA have now also banned drivers from making political statements about permission. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if podcasts come under that. So yeah, exactly. Well, we're gonna we're gonna send it. So please, Mr. FIA, can I talk about human rights issues? Yeah, you know. It, environmental issues no no it might offend some of the people paying our paychecks pretty much the mo- yeah. all the money that's going into my pocket not into the teams we got this cost cap so i can get even more money in my pocket that's that's the game plan it sounds like yeah but i completely didn't realize this but they've made this rule change in the international sporting code and that's they're the rules that govern every single series run by the fia so this just isn't just an f1 thing no okay this is anything that's got an fia tag on it you can't do any anything that they're not happy with. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, like, let's, let's 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 put that in context. The only two people that I'm familiar with hearing making statements on on topics that they believe strongly in is is Lewis and Seb. Seb yeah, has so retired at the end of the year. The, one of the major ones was Lewis wearing that um, t-shirt saying "Arrest the cops" or whatever. I can't remember. Was yeah. that in twenty one? Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, and then Vettel got in trouble for the helmet at the Canadian Grand Prix about the tar sands or something. So yeah, but even even MBS has. I it was an MBS quote, wasn't it? Where he was like, you know, drivers need to drive and just do their thing. We've got Sebastian on his rainbow bicycle yes, and stuff like that. And yeah. It's like, dude, you're so out of touch, so out of touch with the world around you, but. If you, all that's going to happen is they, you know, probably they pissed off some, I don't know, some uh, energy people in Canada. They pissed off some, I don't know, funding somewhere else. It's just like, come on, it's it's yeah, yeah. Someone's, you can't separate with the a two. lot of money. Felt embarrassed. Yeah, you can't you can't separate these two. No. I've got this. I've got this cat. Yeah, he does not want to go away. All up in that background. He's all on it tonight, Sterling. Say hi, buddy. Say hi. If you're watching on YouTube, you got Sterling the cat flopping around yeah you need but to give him some catnip we're gonna we're gonna miss seb and the sport yeah. definitely and then and i is, is lewis gonna carry this baton on on his own because i don't there's not too many other drivers who are particularly inclined to uh speak up on anything and they're no. just kind of like i want to drive race cars whereas i want to go fast i want to go fast i'm not sure what to do with my hands or my cat right now brother yeah anyway, um I'm just gonna... but we might get vettel back Apparently, what what's the what's the rumors on Seb? Uh, tr- Helmut Marco has come out and said that if if the stars align, they would quite happily take Vettel in like a sort of senior management. Um, oh, what do you call it? Mentoring role for the juniors. Okay. Apparently, so well, that's interesting because I, I'm pretty sure that's like 
Rockies now the Young Driver Academy dude, isn't he? Mm, and they, they maybe they were quite close, the dream they? get the dream team back together. Maybe that's an interesting one. Yeah, but then this is Marco, isn't it? So yeah, let's go. Ninety percent of what he says is. BS is no ninety percent of what he says is a hundred percent correct. He's just like, so he's like, well, I wasn't supposed to say that yet. Ah, that's fine. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Oh my goodness. So speaking of, I don't know, drivers moving around. We've got a, you know, we thought we were going to get a cool silly season. You know, when there's like, you know, teams shaking stuff up. We've got drivers. All the driver silly season happened mid season with the Piastri contracts and waiting for Sargent to get a drive and all of that. We actually had a team principal silly season. What do you think about that? Um, hey, I mean, a heck of a silly season it was as well. I'm Dude. very impressed. It was the team principal musical chairs, but it was it was it was like this domino set just got knocked and set in motion, and then everything was happening. And there's a couple of threads to play with here. the 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 biggest one, the biggest one is Bonato uh, yeah. getting sacked by Ferrari. He's been there for a handful of years and they've had a difficult year and the political machine behind the scenes is running that. Like that's, you yeah. can't put that on and Bonato, but. Bonato, let's not forget as well, Bonato has been Ferrari for an incredibly long time. There's some pictures of him doing engine development when like in the fucking thirties, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you just play Where's Wally and all the old photos of uh, Ferrari and then mm -hmm. there he is. There's a good old photo of him wearing a Red Bull racing jacket yeah. from way back when Red Bull had the Ferrari engine. That's correct. He was one of the uh, engineers on yep. that. That's pretty wacky. That is funny, man. Yeah. And then they then they gave that engine to Toro Rosso. Yes. And then, then it was the better engine to have, and they were yeah. still running around with the, the Renault heap of junk in the back, which actually came all right then on those V8 days. Powered oh, those low, guys low, low. to four world championships um but so we've got bonato he's off yeah well he they, officially he resigned but officially i don't think anyone here believes that i think it was yeah. a uh i would like to see your letter of resignation on the table in the morning sort of deal yeah exactly um, but in italian obviously yeah 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 so what's that a horse's head i don't know yeah exactly exactly um, it was not his domio day um, no and then uh, but so, that leaves that leaves us an opening. We've yes, got yeah, Bonato yeah. stepping out, and we need you need a team principal at Ferrari. So who do they pick? Oh, sorry, I was in mid drink there. Uh, Frederic Vasseur, Mister uh, Sauber. We, yeah. So he, I think, I think even before Bonato was officially resigned, I think there was rumours that they were going to swap, get rid of him, and put Fred in, weren't there? Yeah. Um, so oh, that that was that was on the Twitter. Yeah, uh, that was one of the sort of paddock rumors. So that yeah, all, and, that all came true, basically. Um, I was curious. Vasseur was booted out of Renault by Cyril, wasn't he? After only a year. Yeah, yeah a, a squirrel, squirrel irritable. The yes. old uh, they, Renault now Alpine uh, team, whatever he was. They did not see eye to eye, apparently. No. Um. I was curious, going back a slight jump there, uh, I was a little bit curious as to where Bonotto was going to end up because hmm. he's an incredibly good engineer. I don't think there's any doubt, you know, with that. Um, but it turns out we found out recently that apparently Ferrari have paid him off for an entire year for gardening leave to prevent him from joining rivals. So 
Yeah, so he what what probably happened in that case is a lot of these people have probably three to five year contracts and maybe he was coming towards the end of one of his contracts and he's got another year left and they said, right, you're not going anywhere, mate. And I will pay you, but you can't go anywhere else. Sign me up for Which that. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back. I'll go back and work for Ferrari for a year if I can get a year paid to do nothing. Consider I yeah. do this podcast, man. Let's go. Woo. Um, which is kind of similar to like the fun and games. Oh, sorry. I'm just adjusting my chair. Uh, the fun and games that we had with Aston Martin and Dan Fallows, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So Dan Fallows left a year or two ago, left Red Bull. Then he was put on a long gardening leave, blah, blah, blah. GG's, man. Yeah, Take the bag. Red Bull weren't happy. It wasn't long no. enough or something. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But look, so, Bonotto is going to get paid to sit around and make pasta for a year. And love that, man. Good luck to him. Love that. But like, I can honestly think if I was an engineer still and I was being paid to not do anything, I didn't have another plan and I wasn't seeing it going that way, I'd be super, super bummed out to be sat twiddling my thumbs for a whole year. Or my garden would be immaculate. Yeah. One or the other. So, right. We've got Bonato gone. Resigning, forced to leave, whatever. Vasseur taking over from for, at Ferrari yeah. as he left Alfa Romeo Sauber. How do you feel? How um, confident are you in Fred? How do you feel? I've, that's like, I, I, I've heard so many people leaning. It's like, oh, yeah, he'll do a great job. Dude, come on. Who the fuck actually knows what team principles do half the time? Like, not, not as a dis- thing, but like, how do, you, how do you judge a good one? Yeah, true. I have, I have no idea. Like, how do, how like, do you judge you, if someone's going to be good at Ferrari as well? Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's, that's that's an easy one. Your lifespan there is like four years tops, and then you're going to get guillotined or whatever they do, head in the bed kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. I, I hear a lot of people like, oh yeah, he'll do a really good job, but like, based on what? I don't know. I have. I'm not even going to remotely try to lean in to be like, oh yeah, my boy Fred's going to be smashing it. I hope he does a great job. I'd love to see Ferrari competing again, and they're not going to compete without strong leadership. But yeah, uh, I'm maybe not quite such a hot take, and we'll go into more of these later. But I can't see Ferrari um, winning next year. I think they're going to be in very much a transition period, Mm. recovery mode. This year, this year. Sorry, yeah, this year. Christ, didn't go quick, didn't it? Yeah, this year. This year, it's our year, man. Come on. It's our year. Hell yeah, baby. Has your favorite podcast recently exploded? Well, don't worry. We're here for you. (laughs) Let's go. But anyway, so Jos Capito leaves Williams. Yeah, that one. I think that was like the surprise one. one Yeah, that was weird. So to to kind of get through the team principal silly season, is is Williams, have they filled that post yet? Because not only have they lost... um, uh, Capito Capito. Is the, yeah, and it sounded like he was on his way out, like into retirement. Then he's like, I'll stick around. But also, their technical director, FX de Maison, left as well. So yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. But basically, Williams are sitting there, having not, as far as I'm aware, not announced a team principal or technical director. So what the actual heck is going on there? Yeah, so that's a weird one. As of recording, the 11th of January, no, they don't have a TP or a technical director. Uh, I understand that uh, De Mason or De Mazion, whatever, uh, got the boot because he was partially blamed for the poor performance of this year's car, which upset, um, oh, who is it, owns, owns Williams now? I've forgotten the name of the 
Uh, Dorlet and Capital, that's the one. Um, okay. Apparently someone up there got upset. And Jost Capito was going into retirement anyway. He came out of his plan for okay. retirement to take over at Williams, but this one's a bit yeah. more rumoury that Dorlet and also don't really get on well with Jost and sort of partially Ooh. blamed him for um, the Macian's failure as well. So, uh, Great. Yeah, there's a bunch of dudes throwing mud. Screw them. Yeah, this is what happens when you have like corporate conglomerates taking over teams, isn't it? It gets a bit weird. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, basically we don't have uh, a team principal or a technical director at Williams. I've not, even, and- not even seen any names or suggestions for them. And that's going to make it super hard because they're already like at the back of the field, right? So how do you, without structure and direction, because very much a lot of time there's a bunch of like people going all their own directions. And if you don't have a, a leadership structure like that, you just kind of like, right, well, we're, we're thinking this, we're thinking this, and there's not anybody that owns that direction of that. So yeah. it, it sounds like there'll probably be something appointed by a board and that board, what a, might, might they not know anything about like who's the right one? It's like, Hey, this dude's shouting pretty loud. He looks confident. Let's go with him. It's like, you just picked the team idiot. Congratulations. Yeah. Everybody hates him. Yeah. So who, who do you want to see now? I see a lot of people in chat and on Twitter saying that they want to see Susie Wolf go in there. Because she didn't do too bad in Formula E. Yeah. And she was... But, um, but it's, another, it's another one of those things. It's like, that would be awesome. But I just don't know. How do you judge a good team principal? No, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not going to be Susie because I think she said um, the reason she missed out or sorry, the reason she left her role in Formula E is because she says she wants to spend more time with her family. Yeah. And jumping into a TP role in a Formula One team will not give you that family time. Yeah. And then the team principal's boxing match, she could have Susie and Toto as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, hey, it could be us. We're still in. I mean, they've not said no officially to me and you doing it. I honestly, no. Nico. Like the thing that the thing I hate the most about Formula One is politics, and a team principal is um, chief politician of the the team. Yeah. Let's bring back and, Nico Rosberg. Okay. Nico Rosberg and Pastor Maldonado. Hey, Pastor, 2012 Spanish Grand Prix champion mm. of that single race. Also, I uh, driver number 13 oh, to go with our 13th episode. Bold, bold. All right, Pastor Maldonado is going to be the new team principal of Williams. GG's. Yep. So next, we've got, we've got one last piece of this puzzle, and that, that piece isn't fully set. We don't know what's happening with Williams. So it seems like... Um, Seidel, Andreas Seidel, the team principal, the technical team principal of McLaren is off to Audi Sauber. So Audi's coming in. They're gobbling up, partnering up with the Sauber, currently yeah. Alfa Romeo. I know it's a, it's a lot going on, but let's, let's, let's just call them Sauber because they're always Sauber underneath. They just, yeah, they, they yeah. just been rebranded as Alfa Romeo this year. Yeah. Excuse me. So Andreas Seidel sounds like was sniff around sniffing around um and he, you know he was he was part of bmw dtm porsche lmp1 and then he's been that's back in 2012 2013 then he's been with mclaren f1 since 2019 um looks like he was on his way to talking with audi and sauber for 2026 when the new engine regulations come around but they're like mm, you know why don't you get out of here now so mm. seidel is over to um sauber now 
And yes. And like we say, he, he kind of has that relationship already with um, the VAG group, doesn't he, through his Porsche LMP1. So Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's he's kind of in that. And I, was... he seems like, he seems like, but like, Seidel has seemed like everybody that I've ever talked to that's worked with Seidel has nothing but great things to say about them. And it's like one of those things like, you know, when somebody's kind of good and you mention their name and people are volunteering compliments. Yeah. People don't do that for people that are mid, yeah. you know, like or people they don't like. They're going to be like, oh, if you, if, you think, if you think this guy's a dick or not good at his job, you're like, oh, that guy, cool. So that's, that's, that's a cool one. And that's yeah. going to be a huge loss for McLaren as they are right on the edge of trying to break into the top three on the edge of glory. That's mm. a Lady Gaga song, I think. There you go. Nice, nice. But he didn't expect that but, trivia from me, did you? No, no. But he, he might come in like a wrecking ball. <clears throat> no, that's Miley Cyrus. Yeah, it's, it's a different one. Okay, good. Oh, well done, we Miley just, Cyrus. We're just going through our um, sort yeah. of LGBTQ heroes, sing songwriters, or whatever. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. But bang a bit wrecking of ball. John. I love Elton John. So, but um, there was also sorry, I went complete tangent there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you listen to us. That is why you listen to us. Um, oh fuck, I completely forgot what I was going to say myself. Now, all oh, right, yeah. So, uh, Audi apparently were before this Sauber deal, they were sniffing around McLaren, weren't they, trying to yeah. buy it? I wonder if it was a case of Andreas, we're going to go buy Sauber. Come with us. It's like, okay, that's the only time we can talk is in the McLaren factory when you guys are looking at buying us. We can't have a phone call or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we all come in and pretend we're going to buy McLaren just so we can have a chat. Slip the napkin at the little coffee bar downstairs. Yep. This is, that's some insider knowledge. I know where the coffee bar is. There's like that beautiful glass window that looks like something out of Minority Report. But down below in one of those pits at the lower area, there's a little cappuccino bar that none of the people that work there ever go to because it's oh. too damn expensive. This, this know knowledge that. is correct as of 2012, which was the last time I was in that facility. And it was also used as a spaceport on Andor recently. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. There you go. Um, oh, we've, we've got a void in McLaren. Who's filling that? Uh, Andrea Stella, who has probably the best surname going. Yep. Day in the yep. life so, of a true Brexit geezer. Yeah, so he was Alonzo's race engineer 2010 to 2014. Go on, lad. Yep. Um, Raikkonen, 07 and 08. Yep. And then he was performance engineer uh, before that even. So 02 to 08 for Schumacher and Raikkonen. So a I bit mean, of a dude. Yeah, he's he's got the he's experience and he's worked with some pretty uh, speedy people. So he was race operations at McLaren from 2015 or at 2015. And then in 2018, he was moved up to performance director. So they've taken a, this guy is, you know, he's a race engineer background, like operationally knows the ins and outs, how the things work. And they, this, this, this is the kind of character I think that usually makes a really, really good performance person because they know what's good, what should work, what's not. And as long as they can lean on their development people in the team that have the expertise and those subsystems and those details a level under, that's, that's pretty good. And now, yeah. He's up to team principal. So if he's got the personal skills, um, he's got the management skills, and if he's got the the right instincts to lean on the right things and direct that ship, that could be good. But at the same time, Seidel was pretty rad too, mm. I think. Yeah, McLaren McLaren need to make that jump. Yeah, and they're they're humming and hawing. Like to be honest, I think they would have finished 
um, fourth this year if it wasn't for Daniel not getting on with that car like he did. Yeah. Uh, and to, but then at the same time, Alonso was really unlucky the whole season as well with reliability. And his mm. teammate wasn't. So a bit of a mixed shoulda, bag. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, first year of new regulations. We're now going into the second year of these aero regulations with the 18-inch tires. Yep. I think we'll see the field collapse a little bit together. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into our 2023 predictions in a minute. But I think the what I've heard the rumors are is Stella doesn't seem too confident in the performance of this new car, which for the most part, everybody's cars next season will be an evolution of this one. Nobody's rocking up with new stuff. So, you know, like uh, maybe somebody will throw some new philosophies out there, but everything's going to look like an RV18. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This, I think the so. McLaren's going to look like no, the not. orange edition Red Bull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. So get somebody start start cooking up that meme tonight, man. Get it out on the internet. Yeah, man. Go online. So that's our team principal silly season. And why not? We talk about team principals, but what about whole new teams? There's a lot going on. And there's actually something that you pointed out to me earlier that I wasn't aware about that we'll get to. There's there's not just one team with their hat in the ring. There's a couple. Yeah. And uh, some of them are getting a little bit thrown under just the noise is uh, mm, from some corners of that louder. ring a little bit louder. Mm. Yeah. So the, the biggest one, it. the biggest Let's one it. is um, some more of your American friends in Go on. the uh, Andretti clan. Oh, not Nikita Mazepin. No, 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 no. He's American now, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he? Oh, I didn't see that. Is he? No, changed? I just made that up. All oh, right. I was going to say, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. New, um, new citizenship. Yeah. Um, Fucking you do this all the time and you throw me completely uh, Andretti, I love it. Andretti, Andretti. Right. So the big saga going on at the moment is Andretti are basically trying to get into F1. Now, if you need a refresher, I'm going to give you a quick one. So okay. they first tried to buy Sauber last year, but that fell through. So then they announced plans to set up their own F1 team. And at the time, there was a, there was a lot of concern like, we're not really convinced that this project is solid enough. They, they said, we don't think it's serious enough. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. you've got Andretti is American for race and brother. You know yeah. what I'm saying, man? Yeah. It's a hell big, yeah. Big name in America. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Um, and basically Andretti was effectively told to uh, F off and come back when you've got a car manufacturer to support your bid. And we'll look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> so what did they do? Tell me what they did. Well, they rock up. With uh, the American icon, General Motors, formerly Never the world's biggest car company. Uh, I don't know where they must be. I mean, they're still one of the largest. And uh, basically, they came out last week and said, yeah, fuck it. Cadillac and Andretti, F1, let's go. We got a couple car brands under our belt, brother. How about you feel about them Cadillacs? Yeah, and they were like, nothing, oh, hell yeah, brother. says to me, F1 performance, like a Cadillac Escalade. but like to be fair right uh, to be fair um here's here's a little anecdote on the side yeah i've upset all the american listen here now because i went home uh and my old man has purchased a cadillac ct5 blackwing it's the last cadillac that will have a manual transmission with 680 horsepower brother and i tell you what there ain't nothing legal you can do with 680 horsepower. Damn, brother. Getting wheel spin in fourth gear on the highway. I said, God damn. 
Um, was you yeah. firing a revolver out the window into the air at the same time? No, no, it was not. That would be irresponsible. While but, cooking a steak in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. But like to be fair, we've got you've got uh, Cadillac is now in uh, Le Mans. That car, oh my god! Have you seen does, the video? Yeah, it does, it does the video good. of the electric pit lane start, and then it roars like a fucking demon out of hell. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It does look. But, um, does look good. But to the more, you know, uh, how do I say it? Less, less knowledgeable, zero will knowledge people. You think of Cadillac. You think of, like I say, Escalades. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but then you've got you've got. Cadillac have been in GT and Pirelli World Challenge for ages. Yep. The, the, those are some really cool cars. One of my one of my very good friends was actually a race engineer in that series for a number of years with Pratt and Miller. So there's some racing pedigree on there. And yes, they do have the Escalade, but yes, they do have the CTS and all the other spicy cars. Yeah. Excuse me. And so anyway, again, that's a tangent. I just wanted to but, get some some Cadillac slander in there. That was all. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But before we get onto the tangent, I think we need to um Maybe we'll have a little word from our uh, partners as we're nearing the middle of this episode. Ooh, smooth. Yeah, what are we saying? So we've got a little little uh, word from our sponsors, um, and we'll be right back. Oh, I'll just bash the mic as well for uh, full effect there. Hello, me again. Just interrupt your podcast episode. Listen, we've been banging on about NordVPN for a while on the show and it's finally happened. They've reached out to us and are offering an exclusive deal to our listeners. If you are fed up with not being able to access F1 TV Pro due to geographical restrictions, then this is what you need. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a country that enables the full feature set of F1 TV Pro. Tell me and Blake do it and we've been happy customers of NordVPN for years. But Dan, I've heard VPNs are great for online protection, but they slow down your internet speed. Come on now, it's 2022. I can stream a multitude of F1 TV HD feeds while hosting a watch-along on Twitch with no issues. Furthermore, NordVPN prevents my internet service provider from bandwidth throttling so I can actually use my internet connection at the speeds I pay for. They have an app for smartphones that's easy to install and use, plus it's only the price of a cup of coffee every month. So to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four months for free, visit nordvpn.com engine. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, you can call us frauds on Twitter. Simple. Now back to the episode. Boom. Seamless. Thanks, Nord. But yeah, that was awesome. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get back into the season um, and and do F1 multi-viewer. Oh, my God. What an amazing thing. And that's not an ad. That's just something no, like yeah, that's I, genuine. It's such, such a badass tool. I've watched the stream with all the telemetry and everything else. F1 multi-viewer. And then F1 TV and see all the stuff and do these race watch alongs with you guys on Twitch TV. So twitch.tv front slash break with three R's. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get you on a watch along oh, as well oh, one day, bro. You did not pay for that sponsored uh, ad there. I'm afraid, mate. mate this is my podcast. Fuck it. Get, get, oh, get wrecked. Bot. Get wrecked. Bot. One v one me on Monaco F1 yeah, okay. 2023. One v, we, are, are we gonna we're gonna have to do some F1 2023 content when the oh, game yeah, comes yeah. out for the we'll, bands because we'll, we'll I'm around with that. I'm absolutely trash at the game. Same. Good. All right. Um, so, so, yeah, sorry. We were banging on about Andretti and Cadillac. FIA and told them, go get, a, go get a manufacturer. And they rock up with Cadillac. But but they, they kind of like backtracked and two-stepped them. You know what I'm saying? What, what happened there? Yeah, well, so the FIA, because I think this is another one of these things where people don't, uh, don't um, fully understand. So the FIA obviously... 
look after all rules and regulations, things like that. But there's also another company called FOM that actually look after Formula One as a uh, commercial entity. Yeah. Yeah, it's FOM, yeah. So the Formula rights holders, yeah, rights holders, fees, prize monies, money laundering. Yeah, Wait, no. yeah. that's all FOM. Yeah, so blood, blood, oil, money. The uh, FIA side, and again, our friend MBS, um, they sounded pretty convinced. They were, you know, they were hyping it up. It was all good. Um, but in the background, it seems like FOM and the teams were a little bit like, mm, we're still not fully sort of sure about this yeah um, and then uh mbs put out a statement on twitter through his personal twitter which i thought was a bit odd um saying it is surprising there's been some adverse reaction to the cadillac and andretti global news we should be encouraging prospective entries from global manufacturers like gm and thoroughbred racers like andretti and others so yeah <laughs> there's two things weird about that one Can i stop you right there yeah MBS's personal email or Twitter, right? I follow oh, the God, FIA. I know what's coming. I follow the FIA Twitter, right? And they send me a DM as a, from a bot on the FIA Twitter for me to go. It's like, oh, hey, this is Mr. MBS. You should follow me on my Twitter for more great content. I'm like, dude, I'm not following you. I'm actually muting you. So, um, yeah, that's a great way to get muted on Twitter is to follow the FIA and then just go mute MBS. Yeah. Just out of, out of, don't spam me fia don't spam me but anyway i, I had to, i had to jump in with that 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 ground my gears brother you know what i'm saying yeah so there was two two odd things about oh, blimey that monster's repeating on me <laughs> um, other energy drinks are available um the two weird things about that statement were obviously it was from his personal account rather than the fia account and yeah. there there hadn't actually been any adverse reaction at least not publicly. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's addressing FOM and the teams in the background that's yeah. probably occurring. So the big issue with the teams and, and whatnot is, of course, money. And I think this is bookmark this because this is probably going to be the only time that uh, an ex-Red Bull employee um, defends Toto Wolf. But I think Toto Wolf's unnecessarily getting a lot of the flack for this. Because I think maybe he's been the one that sort of publicly stuck his head out and said, we're going to lose money. But all the teams are thinking that. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, and it, it all just comes why, around to quick, is... To ex ex why will people lose money? Explain that for everybody. Because that's that's an important point, why people lose money. Yeah, so there's a pot that, of money, right? Yeah. The commercial rights, things like that, TV deals, whatever. The more teams, the more you've got to split that money up. Yeah. So... Their argument at the moment, or what we believe, is they're all sitting there saying, well, what value does this Andre, what value is it going to add to F1? Which I think is a pretty weak argument, given the expansive growth in the American market. I think, yeah. why the hell would you not want another American team? you got three yeah, you got races. The, yeah, you got the all-American team. You had, I mean, you had Haas last year with the Russian flag on it. You don't get more American <laughs> than that, do you, brother? I mean, the colors were right, just not the design. Yeah, but I, I think that I think that's that's interesting because it's like there's a, there's a good question in the chat is it seems like they're like halfway gatekeeping it. Then you have F1, you know, Liberty Media driving this thing. We've got three Grand Prix in the U.S. The U.S. is a vast market. F1 is exploding in the U.S. as a result of Drive to Survive and many other factors, including, you know, it, it's definitely helped propel that into the, the you know, the household name for a lot of people. Everybody's talking about it. And then 
if I are like treating Andretti like I don't know the form or in the yeah, teams and so, Andretti, it's just like this is weird. This is this some like weird gatekeeping, or is there something else? So does somebody have some pictures of somebody doing something they shouldn't? Well, funny you should say that. Oh, so at Miami uh, <laughs> last year, we all remember Miami, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Andretti turned up. And he went around all the team principals asking them to sign the document saying that they uh, agreed and supported his sort of bid into F1. Apparently, I've not heard this. Apparently that really pissed off Stefano Dominicali, uh, who basically said to Andretti, that's not how you do things and you can't bully people into supporting your bid. So I think there's a little bit of tension there already. Well, it's like, hey, it's like, it's like let's, let's, let's put this out in the open because it seems like you've got MBS doing personal tweets from his Twitter because he's talking to team principals and the FOM and FI and all this other stuff. And then you've got Mario going around with a document saying, brother, do you support me? I'm once again asking Can you to I support count me. on your support? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, that's ah, so weird, dude. Yeah. That's so weird. So, so, so Domenicali's also, pissed off at him. Yeah, okay. And now the teams are pissed off because I think they've realized that GM aren't realistically going to just pop out a power unit anytime soon. So it's probably going to be a rebadging exercise of a Renault engine, um, which you can do. RIP. Yeah, which you can do for 10% of the cost of actually developing your own. Yep. And, and a lot of the teams. The, there's, there's a price that like, so if somebody says we'd like a power unit, Renault are only supplying their team and there's a price tag on those engines. Like we'd like a team plate or we'd like a engine, please. And we'll brand this, uh, French asthmatic donkey with the uh, the wreath of the Cadillac on it. Yeah, yeah. What a disgrace! Whereas, what an absolute disgrace! For, whereas Ferrari, <laughs> Mercedes, and all that, they're pouring like hundreds of millions per year into this into their own PUs. I think they're a bit upset that GM can just walk in, pay ten million or whatever it is to Renault, and basically badge it as a GM unit, and reap possibly i mean they're not going to fucking but, win let's be real but possibly reap the rewards of that yeah by only 10 percent of the cost what are they what are they worried about a new team coming in how long is it going to take them to figure it out yeah it's going to take them a, a damn long time now, unless smart people out there will realize that well how comes alfa romeo are allowed to advertise alfa romeo on a ferrari power unit that is because they are part of the same company Ooh, okay. Ferrari, so GM and uh, Renault have obviously got no relation yet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe GM will just fucking buy Renault and say, "Now what are you going to do?" Huh? Yeah, but even even further to that point, you've got Red Bull powertrains. That's yep. not coming out of a Red Bull powertrains factory. That is a Honda. But, but people are mm, people are also upset about that. Uh, Honda are only contracted to build the design. Red Bull yeah. Okay. So, so Red Bull provide. are now operating it yeah. effectively. Yeah. So okay, that, Honda to make the machine in and things like that. That's like Mechachrome making yes, part of the yeah, Renault yeah. engines. Yeah. It's like we can go to Cosworth and say, "Build me this engine. It'd be shit, but they'd build it." Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you go to Renault and ask them to build you an engine, isn't Whoa, it? Whoa. Yeah. True. Monge two, Monge two. So diving uh, a bit more now PTSD, into the money PTSD issue. PTSD there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah let's too. talk about it. Let's talk about the cash. The, the cash is the we draw a line yeah, to any of these king. problems we in the sport. This. No politics, no, no political statements, no. draw a line to the money. No, no new teams in the sport, draw a line to the mm -hmm. money. So let's talk about the money. Yeah. Um, 
So the figure going around is that all new teams, right, have to pay two hundred million. Yep. And this is all been all been agreed by the teams a few years ago, and it's an anti dilution fee. So basically, mm-hmm. they take that two hundred million and they distribute it among the existing teams to offset the drop in income from the prize fund being split between another, you know, an extra team, like we like yep. I said earlier. Um, now that two hundred million kind of compensates for about just over two years of loss of prize money, right? But now yep. they've turned around the teams and and whatever and said, well, actually, two hundred million is not enough with the explosive growth of F one. You actually now need to give us closest, closer to six hundred to seven hundred million, representing more like five years. It'd be more appropriate, but the teams didn't agree that they all agreed on two hundred million contracts part of Concord Agreement. It's not up for yeah. renewal. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, like I, I I get it, but at the same time, here's a great way to free up about ninety million dollars or ninety million pounds. Get rid of Ferrari's long-standing team bonus. It's not like they're doing anything fucking useful with it anyway. No. <laughs> oh my god, I'm choking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like they're doing anything with it anyway. Like, well, we're Ferrari. Give us ninety million, or we fucking leave. All right, leave. Well, we didn't have many Ferrari fans listening, and we're certainly not going to anymore. So thank you. No, I, I, I feel bad for you guys. I do, and you I don't want to see it happen. It. I don't want to see this happen to you guys either. But why the hell? Ferrari getting 90 million or whatever that figure is. It's a it's a huge it's a historic figure. Historic payment, apparently. Yeah, it's it's because you guys have been in it so long. It's like great. You guys have been awesome. You guys are, you know, you know, you can't think of Formula One without Ferrari. Fine. But you can keep fucking up world championships like that and still get 90 million for doing absolutely nothing, which is more than I think the prize payout for fifth or sixth place is. It is. Ferrari get that amount of money just for showing up because yep. they threatened to leave. And probably because the Half of the FI or Ferrari, anyway. Yeah, and some of the chats saying Williams get it as well, but they do. Uh, Williams but it's nowhere near ninety million. William Williams get a bit. I think McLaren get a bit, and I think also Red Bull might get a bonus for being one of the first teams to sign the new Concord. There's something something, something like weird that. Like that, yeah. Yeah, I I will, and I, I I'm not just throwing that out there to bullshit. I will go have a look tonight, and uh, we'll put it on the engine breaking Twitter tomorrow after the episode goes out, just to clarify that. Or if there's nothing in it, no, you won't. If you don't, if you if you don't see anything on Twitter, assume that I was full of shit. No, so, no, no. Uh, everything we say here is 100 percent fact. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Ferrari get a huge chunk of cash just for showing up because they threaten to leave all the time. Yeah, let them go, let them go. I mean, they, they did offer they did offer so much entertainment last season, and without them fucking it up so often, this would have been pretty difficult season to watch. Mm. Yeah, maybe so. the ninety million was because I had everyone watching to see what the strategy team was going to do next. I wonder what the audience uh, retention. Yeah, and that's per year, right? Yeah. How much? I wonder how much they paid off for the fuel flow meters. <laughs> but you guys. <laughs> just keep the ninety mil this year. We got we got one hundred and ten kilos per hour, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, right dear. i love i love f1 bring it on bring it on so what do we got left so yeah sorry that, that pretty much sums up the andretti shenanigans that's going on um it's basically it sounds like a power struggle between f1 uh sorry fia fom and a couple of the teams so Andretti just seemed to be, uh, unfortunately, the pawn being used in that chess game, and we'll have to yeah, wait and exactly. see how that, that turns out. But there's another team, a team that's I, gone dude, a little bit under the radar. I have I have maybe heard this name once years ago, mm, years so ago. I have heard it every now and again. 
Uh, and they are Panthera, Pan, Panthera, I can't even say it right. Panthera Asia F1 team. That's what I'm going with. Okay. So it's been about four years since this initial project was announced. Um, and they have come out in the press and said they've begun working with the FIA on their expression of interest process. Um, <laughs> they've also said, apparently, they already have an agreement in principle with a PU supplier. Interesting. Which I thought was quite quite bold and punchy. That's quite, yeah, and that's that so that establishes they're quite far along and they've said we'd like to give you some cash for one of your engines, please. Yeah. Uh but the biggest, are they, who are they? Well, who are they though? What, we what don't, are they made up of? We don't know really at the moment. Okay. So it's a bunch of people uh obviously based in uh where was it? I forgot where they were now. Obviously Asia, but I can't remember whereabouts they were. Uh I think it may have been Malaysia. Could be wrong. Okay. Um, but basically the, the biggest concern with them at the minute is money. Um, but they're looking to work with Calvin Lowe, who I believe I may have mentioned on this podcast previously. You did mention that. Yeah. He's a Hong Kong businessman worth more than 1.7 billion. So but is he going to, is he going to sponsor our pod? Let's hope so. Calvin, we okay. are available. Um, Cheers, bro. Now he said, uh, he's back in December. He was looking to work with either an existing team or to create an entirely new one in order to get into F1. So yep. it looks like they're trying to get together and make something happen. But okay. whether it will or not, we're not really sure. But there you okay. go. That is super interesting because like that that name I haven't heard of in a while. And they've gone a little bit quiet. And I guess Andretti's making most of the noise, but Yeah. I, I so I I really don't think we're gonna see a new team in the sport until um 2026 yeah, with the no new engine regulations. Though. Nope, nobody's going to th- show up for a year to learn the new engines and then swap new engines. I I don't see it, but maybe it's crazy. But a couple of people are saying, "Well, what about Rich Energy?" And it's like, "Well, they were <laughs> just a title sponsor of a a team that came on long after that." And we've had speaking of yeah. sponsors, we had nothing but how many crypto sponsors do we have left in F1? Because they're all dying. Yeah, the crypto by the cult. wayside. Yeah, the crypto cold. All the crypto cash is it's all disappearing. Up. Mm. Uh, I think the only ones left are the Red Bull with is it Te- Tezos and some of the exchanges are still around, but most of the yeah. coins are yeah, one of the big ones around. was obviously Mercedes and FTX. FTX got themselves in a spot of bother, um, but yeah, we're we're losing crypto out of F1 almost as quick as it came in. Yeah, goodbye, RIP. Yep, FTX. <sighs> yeah, so. That's really like, what do we got? So we've got 2023 predictions coming up, but we've got some new stuff coming for the show this season. We're going to change gears a little bit and talk about the new stuff that we're going to bring to the Engine Breaking Podcast. And we need your help. We do. If you're if you're in chat, if you're listening on your commute to work or you're sitting on the toilet uh, and your legs have fallen asleep uh, because you're scrolling on your phone and you've been there for way too long, you're I mean, avoiding Jesus, work. We're already like 50 minutes into the episode. If you're still on the toilet after starting to listen, then I'm concerned. Yeah, that's okay, but like, you know, sometimes you work sucks that much, and we got I mean, you. Yeah, if you're at work, drag it out. Right, so um, we're going to have some stuff. Um, we're going to be, so we've got a couple new games that we want. You, you know, we've got we've got our segments. We've got uh, Fraud Watch, which is not going away. Fraud Watch is not going away. Engine Mode Good Boy Award is a... Oh, you think who's a good boy? I am. I'm a good boy. Yeah, that's not going away. We're keeping that one, but... You wanted desperately to play that. I, I had to, I had to play that one. I had to play that one. So 
I think we're going to start a championship ladder for this season. And we're going to call it the World Destructor Championship. And we're going to need some help framing the rules for that. Uh, But George Russell won that last season. We've all voted on that already. WDC, World Destructor Championship, George Russell. Um, So with that, we're basically going to go with the biggest liability, aren't we, of the season? Yeah, so I think we'll have a number of points for um, collisions that somebody's in, whether you're a passenger, whether you caused it, um, and then bonus points for anything just completely brain dead, I think. Anything completely brain dead, like, we'll... uh, Penalty points. Yeah, Yeah, like... The penalty points will get them added. Yeah, so I guess if you crash yourself, um, and then maybe some points based on the severity of it, uh, yeah. Kevin Magnuson ha- gets the front wing in plate multiplier and ma- meatball flag <laughs> multiplier for last season as well. So that's a new one. Um, then I think for, we need and we need help coming up with a, a points system for that. But I think we're, I think you guys can help us out with that. That'll yeah. be awesome. And uh, that's that'll be a good way to get you guys involved in the community in this. And uh, maybe we can maybe we can take votes for the penalties applied for uh, certain things. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you're not involved. Um, we'll put a link for the engine breaking discord. And I think that's going to be another great way. If you're not interacting with us on Twitter and everything else, the discord's a great spot to be. The next yep. one is fraud watch. And I think yeah. we're going to, ch- we want to change the way the fraud watch works. What do you think about flesh that? It out, don't we? We want to flesh yeah. it out. So previously fraud watch has just basically been, you know, who, who was the fraud of the weekend? Uh, but now we're going to expand that and we're going to put anyone that goes on a fraud watch on like a probation system. So if yep. they're on fraud watch, then they've got uh, a number of races to on yep. probation. Um, and then we're going to probably give ourselves another championship for that as well. Yeah, I think so. Like the, like the, whoever stays on the probation the longest. Yeah. Whoever spends point the most weekend. days in, in uh fraud watch jail. Ooh, days or races. Well, yeah, races. Yeah. Okay, fine. Cause like, what if you get stuck in fraud watch over, Ooh, that could be one. If you get stuck on fraud watch over those summer break, Mm. you've got three you know two three weeks of sitting on the fucking probation list man yeah yeah but i, I think that i think that'll be a cool one if, and if you guys have any more great ideas for uh another another game or two and uh, we yeah. still got engine mode good boy and i think uh, if you get an engine mode good boy maybe that just kind of you know gives you some bonus points yeah uh five five points for gryffindor on that one <laughs> jesus you get, you get the sorting hat was that did you add that reference in for Janita? No, no, but yeah, yeah, she was at the Harry Potter Harry thing today. But today, yeah. No, I, I, I watch, I rewatch Harry Potter every winter with my girlfriend, though. Oh, that's an, that's an awesome series. To be fair, I do too, but with the kids, so yeah. Um, so what are, we're gonna do more watch alongs. You do watch alongs already, right? Don't you? Yep. Over on your Twitch yep. channel, give it another shout out. Yeah, yeah. So twitch.tv front slash b r r r a k e. We're doing racing. We're gonna be watching all the races this season. I think most of qualifying and races and in the off season i think we might do a little bit of a historic race watch alongs over on twitch and there's something super cool um that you guys can actually watch the race with me that's a work in progress leave it with me i'll come back to you i'm not gonna say anything more on that right now but uh watch the space yep we can uh we can all watch the 2011 canadian grand prix yeah, now we're going to rewatch Abu Dhabi 2021. Spoiler alert, that race was fucking boring. I went and watched it the other week just for bands, just to see is like, you know, is there a good st- strategy story or anything in it? No, that race was boring as hell. Yep. 
Boring. Uh, the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix holds the record. I'm just explaining why I said that. Uh, for the oh, longest is- F1 race, because it was over four hours long because of the red flag periods. And they made a regulation after that, which stipulated the maximum race duration, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And Jensen Button won the race with six pit stops or something ridiculous like that. Oh my god! So yeah, fun I love times, that. Fun times. Yeah, um, we'll sit. We'll sit through the entire red flag on yeah, the stream yeah. and just talk about it. We can. We can. We can do whatever the commentators doing. Just react to yeah. water puddles and the sweepers going around. Stat pad. Yeah. Those Twitch stats. But, so. I think that, that's some cool stuff coming from the podcast. And if you guys have been around for the first 12 episodes in the first season in 2022 with us, we're glad to have you. But uh, 2023 is here. We've got some new cars yeah. coming out. We've yes, got we launch do. dates. We've got launch dates for the 2023 season. We've got everybody, Mercedes, Red Bull, Alfa Romeo, and Haas have not announced them. Um, it looks like what Williams is first on the 6th yeah. right now. Alpine is the final one on the 16th. Uh, yeah. Aston and Aston and McLaren are both on the 13th. Yep. What are you doing for Valentine's Day, man? Uh, for Valentine's Day on the 14th of February, I'm going to be watching the Ferrari launch. Oh, okay. What does your wife think about that? Uh, I don't know. She's listening, so um, I'm sure she'll message me and let me know. <laughs> She's like, that's Valentine's Day, Funny you enough, rat. She just messaged me saying, well, oh, historic races was my idea and you didn't like it. And now look. So yeah, but you know, uh, you know what? You didn't like it, but I listened, even though I didn't see the text message from from your wife. And I, I, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, you know, and and you're actually you're 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 out of. I'm gonna watch the historic races on the stream with your wife, and she'll join us as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe we could get Dan's wife as like a sort of feature. She'd she'd love that. Yeah, but um, let's let's get. The whole point that you guys come to this podcast is for the shithousery and the fraudulence. So I think it's time to get into our 2023 predictions based on nothing but the end of 2022 and pure vibes. Anybody that says anything else is full of shit and they can't be more full of shit than us. So mm-hmm. so <laughs> I've not put in, I've not thought about this at all. Right? Good. So this it's going to be, be raw, spontaneous. Yeah. Raw yeah. And, and straight out. Yeah. So winning, Mercedes. I'm doing it. I, I right, said it. Okay. I. All right. Uh, clip this. Like I'm clipping this right now. Dan. Okay. Dan's 2023 World Constructors Championship is Merck. Merck. Merck going to pull it back out. Yep. I think so. Okay. I'm. I'm going to go with Red Bull. Yep. Because you still need to um, talk to them about making some content for them. Yeah. Exactly. No, but like I, I genuinely think. I genuinely think we'll, we'll talk about Ferrari next, but let's, we're talking about Red Bull and Mercedes. I think Mercedes are still going to struggle to close that performance gap that they had at the end of the season. They've also, it seems like, in one of the media outlets, uh, are they're sticking with the no pods apparently, which is interesting. And there's there's a whole lot of other things going on. It's not just the no pods why that car. Uh, had a lot of technical difficulties. Do we know all of them? No. Can we speculate? Yes. Yeah, Can I sure. speculate? Can I speculate? Yeah. Yes, I can. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Mercedes is going to close that. Are they going to be closer this season? They have to be. There's no way Mercedes are not going to start closing that gap at an even faster rate. Yeah. But it, but I mean, to be honest, the no pods was a disadvantage locked in for years, and they'll finally maybe catch up with that. Yeah, you don't need a wind tunnel to see that. No, this is actually a really shit podcast. <laughs> 
I, I, I've gone for Mercedes, right? Because I think okay. off the bat, Red Bull are going to be quick, right? Mm-hmm. Because the wind tunnel penalty and CFD penalty isn't going to affect them. Right, the 2023 car is done. The launch car's yeah. done. Right, I think as we go through the season, Mercedes are going to outdevelop them, and we're going to end up with another last race scenario. Yeah, I don't think Ferrari have got the dog in them. I think they're going to go through a rebuild year. I think they're going to be too busy beefing McLaren and Alpine to worry about the front. I I don't see Ferrari back until 2026. Mm. Um, I think Williams will be at the bottom. I don't think that's yep. too too um, spicy. Um, hmm. No, it's not. That's not particularly a hot take for Wednesday. Are you stealing WTF one segments again, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Um, you've done it again. You've completely thrown me off. What I was talking about now. Sorry. Uh, give me, give me, like, what's your? Give me a real spicy take. Do you want to know what my spicy take is? Go on. Or spicy prediction. Go on. Alonso's going to win a race. He's going to shit house a victory. This to be to be fair, Fettel almost did in uh, Baku, wasn't it? A while back. It's going to be like a spa situation where yeah. George Russell just went and did one lap and finished second. Yeah, is George George Russell's going to do a Valtteri Bottas hungry and take out the leaders? Yeah, and Alonso's just going to be like, haha, karma, and drive off like he normally does. Um, yep. he'll launch yeah. it off another Dark car Lord. again oh yeah Did you, he get into the trajectory for getting into lower orbit and then yep. land it back on the track in that tank but it'll be in the Aston tank not the, the Alpine tank yeah. ooh I alright here's, here's what I'm thinking I think it's going to be Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari I think that McLaren We'll beat Alpine. Yeah, I think okay. Ast- I think Aston will move up. Has Sauber, whatever Torosso need to improve. If Torosso is sitting back in what P nine again, that's bad. That's bad. And we'll get in. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Williams, I don't see them coming off the back of the grid with the technical no. shakeup that they've had. And you know, Alex, I think Alex is doing a good job. Um, here's my hot take. Go for it. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Warm it I up. think I think Russell will beat Lewis in the drivers Ooh. championship. And I and I don't think we're gonna have any uh, I, well there's always gonna be excuses and I but I, I think I think Russell's been pretty decent, man. I know he's been lucky. I agree he's been lucky, but you, a lot of people are lucky all the time. Uh I think that Russell's actually pretty good and i think it depends on lewis's motivation level this year how they're going to do in testing how they do in the first race uh if lewis doesn't think they're going to do it i don't think he's going to burn himself out you know what i'm saying i don't think he's going to spend you know like mm. you know you know with same machinery rossberg <laughs> he he dug he he dug deep for that championship yeah and it ruined and him it, yeah exactly I, I i think lewis is smarter lewis is much smarter than that lewis is like if i don't think i'm going to do it I'm not going to fucking burn, you know, burn the candle all the way. I'll, I'll save some. He I've, knows what he's doing. I don't know what Lewis's contract situation is, but if another spicy take is, I, if Lewis doesn't win his eighth this year, I think he just retires. Yeah. But it, it's, I don't want to see him leave either. But no. Because there's like, there's like, there's, there's only a handful of top caliber drivers right now. No. So you know what's going to happen? Hear me out. 
Go on. Lawrence Stroll is going to sack Alonso, even though he wins a mid-season. race this season. Yeah. All right, mid-season, he's going to sack him at the end. Yeah. Lewis is going to decide to retire. Yeah. Right? But Lawrence Stroll tempts him back with a large amount of money. So Lawrence Stroll, uh, sorry, so Lance Stroll can have another chance against another world champion because he's now been against <laughs> Vettel. He's going to be against Alonso. Oh, and now he's going to get a chance against Lewis. So basically what he's trying to do is collect infinity zones that his yeah. son can drive yeah, against yeah, yeah. former world championships. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, man, that's, that's, that's what's some happen. kind of sick wet dream, isn't mm. it? Danny Rick replaces I, Perez mid-season. Oh my God. We haven't talked about that, but um, Danny, Danny Rick has been announced as the third driver at Red Bull, which mm-hmm. is an interesting way to say um, reserve driver. We like you. We like to have you hang around, but we're not yeah. really sure what we're going to do with you yet. But uh, yeah, but it keeps him, it keeps him in the paddock, keeps him front yeah, of I mind, mean, which will be him. super important for getting uh, back on the grid. Yeah, but uh, that's an interesting. And Mick Schumacher well, as well. He's a res- did he reserve driver at Mercedes? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Official title. Yeah. So we got Mick Schumacher as well. He managed to stay in. Um, yeah. In some form or another. Um, yeah, driver, do I yeah. have any other spicy takes? Oh, n- let's go for the rookies, right? So okay, we let's got, talk about them. We got three new rookies, right? But right, arguably, I'm not sure if one of them counts. So we got Nick DeVries in the Alpha Tauri, yep, Oscar Piastri in the McLaren, and Logan Sargent in the Williams. Yep. Now Nick has obviously already done a race. Uh, was it a race or two? Can't remember now. He, he definitely did Monza. Like I'm drawing a brain for it. I don't look. I because, don't remember anything um, I can look up. Alban decided to have uh, his appendix explode. Yeah, dummy. Um. So yeah. So is Nick a rookie? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be his rookie season, isn't it? So yeah. Right, Nick DeVries versus Yuki Tsunoda, Alpha Tower. Who's going to come out on top? I don't know, man. It just I think I think Yuki's still kind of volatile. I want to see Yuki come out on top of that one because that will mean that you know they're like, all right, he's the real deal. And then but if if Yuki beats him, I think Nick's done. Mm. I really like Yuki. Me too. But I'm swaying more towards Nick. Okay. I I, I see that one as well. Cause cause like just on vibes. Yeah, on vibes. That's wait, that's I mean do anything other than vibes. Formula E, didn't he? So yeah, but I think he he's, was a he's little not a slouch. But he's, I think he's a bit all over the shop as well. But who cares about Formula E anyway? Everything, everything or nothing. Did you know Formula E starts this weekend? I think <clears throat> I had no I idea. Didn't know that actually. You did? Okay. Well, I had no idea because, because I I spend far too much time on Twitter. Okay. All right. Touch grass, mate. Touch yeah. grass. No. So I'm not doing it, that for my New Year's resolution. Okay. In the McLaren, we've got Oscar Piastri. No, I'm yeah. sorry. He's he's driving for Alpine, isn't he? No, wait, no. Sorry. You announced sorry. that without his permission. Sorry. Whatever sorry. the tweet is. Yeah. Uh, Piastri v Lando. I think Lando smacks him. Oh, yeah. But I, okay. but I, think... I don't know about smacks. Hmm. All right. All right. So here's the thing. Does he destroy him or does Piastri hold his own? Um. Is it controversial to say? No, I don't think so. But I think Oscars would be a lot closer to Lando than what Danny was. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like if, if he's if he's spends the whole season struggling as much as Daniel did with that car, that's gonna be very bad. And you start to wonder, it's like, 
this is the dude that aced F3, F2. Mm. And he's rocking up into the big leagues and he's dominated everybody. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. he does, if, if, if Piastri beats Lando, then I think that's, that's major. Yeah, that's it's, it's not to say, that doesn't say that Lando's trash. I think Lando's excellent. That says that Piastri's probably the real deal. They're all fucking trash, every single one. All of them yeah. are the They're all middle Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. What do we got left? Logan Sargent versus Alvin in the Williams. Ooh. This, to me, right, this is going to be a Mick Schumacher versus Mazepin situation because I think that car's just going to be trash this year. Yeah. So I really don't know how you're going to compare these two. I think I think Albon's going to smack him around. I, I don't think he's going to Latifi dumpster him, mm. but I think Albon. I think Albon's actually solid. Yeah, I, I think, think Albon's Albon's got that dog in him. Yeah, Albon's Albon's a fucking dude. He's got yeah. a lot of experience. He's super mature. He's had his gut stamped out of him. Um, I, I think Albon, he's, he's I think got he's in come him. back a refreshed man after his red Red Bull um, shunt, yeah. as it were. Yeah, I, I think, and he's got rid of his appendix, so he's lost a couple. Like, it's true, yeah. Did you? Was it you that worked out what the lap time would be? <laughs> yeah, was it like zero point zero zero two or something ridiculous. Zero point zero zero zero. It's like four zeros or something. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It was, See, cutting it was, edge analysis. It was it was like a couple tenths of a millisecond of lap time from there that appendix go. being removed. But he could have had an abnormally large appendix because those do vary quite a bit. It's true, uh, medically speaking. This is such a bullshit podcast, man. <laughs> Yeah, if you're still but, with us, and if you're new, and you're going to stick with us, I really yeah. And if, and if that. you're if you're still on the toilet and your legs are fully asleep, yeah. it's time to go back to your desk. Come I on, know bro. you hate people your job, are asking but... about where you are. Come on, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I think I think that wraps up the first episode of Engine Breaking for 2023. Yeah, you got anything back, else to baby. say? You got, what what, do you, what what do we? What's your plan for the next couple of weeks? What, what's going on with you? No fucking plans whatsoever. Okay, are we are we gonna get any uh, engine mode eleven YouTubes right now, or are we sleeping? Actually, you know what? I do have a plan, and it's for this year. Go on. Talk to me. One of my New Year's resolutions is to do more cooking, right? Because I'm okay. I don't do a lot of cooking. Okay. And I'd like to learn to do a bit more cooking. So yeah, my dude, New Year's go. resolution this year is to do. Your the, wife's in there like this. She's like, "Oh yes, yeah. you've been posting some pictures yeah, on the yeah, on the some. on the internet's man. I've done some looking yeah. good, bro." I got a new chopping board and knife set for Christmas. W. Right. So, it's good. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I'm bringing out I Gas like Mark 11. Gas Mark 11, bro. And, uh, Score shit. I'm, I'm going to try to do a dish from every country that uh, we're racing at. Dude, that is actually cool. We should, we should uh, introduce that segment on here as well. We should talk about it. Yeah. So if, you know, if I come on to a podcast and I look like I've been throwing up a lot, you know, it hasn't gone well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, what was that? What was that chicken sashimi again? Oh no! Oh no, Dan. So there that's we go. awesome. Gas mark yeah. eleven. Uh, British GP beans on toast. Get the fucking beans. Yeah, for oh the British Grand Prix, I might just stand outside the gate and do a full English breakfast on a cooking stove. Yeah, I'd love just that. live love stream that. it. <sighs> Let's rock and roll. So. I'm gonna keep rocking and rolling on Break F1 on YouTube and TikTok. I've got a c- bunch of things um, coming soon. We've got a Sebastian Vettel career video that I'm gonna be releasing next week. I'm um, I'm so hyped about that because that was really cool to go relive his career. Uh, I'm streaming on Twitch several days a week playing Escape from Tarkov, and we're gonna start we're gonna start adding 
Formula One watch-alongs in the build-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might do a little bit of testing watch-along or just a, maybe a testing summary where I yeah. present the analysis. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to watch testing. Testing, mm, maybe we'll do like a... One of us know. will do it. Somebody will do a, a watch-along for that. But, because um, I've got nothing better to do, let's be real. Me neither. No, but um, that's it. So be sure to check us out. Um, we'll drop the link for the Discord you guys can help us pick out uh, some of the rules and segments for the World Destructors Championship, which uh, George Russell definitely won last year. Um, yeah, and we'll get we'll get, we'll get the new um, fraud fraud watch ladder going, and uh, like, we're gonna have a great like and subscribe and uh, tell your nan, and also big up your local butcher in the comments. Yeah. All right, you guys have a great day. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll have another episode in probably two weeks. Sure, why not? Hopefully something something interesting Hopefully happens. Hopefully we don't catch COVID again. Yeah, that would be terrible. All right. All right, you frauds. We'll see you soon. Fuck off. <laughs>